0: right this is darker days radio uh i am one of your hosts mike and tonight we are talking about vampire onyx path and pax unplugged and of course this episode is starring faithful co-host crystal maser how's it going crystal
1: hey yeah, uh, it's going wonderful I just started my um uh christmas break so with my actual day job so
0: <laughs> yeah awesome good good so you get to relax a little bit get some stuff done get some things ready for the holidays and uh yeah just enjoy life yep and i think you deserve that after the uh the craziness of pax unplugged uh because it was really busy there's a lot going on and uh it's going to be the focus of this episode here
1: yeah it was very very busy um that is a got a lot bigger than last year even
0: oh yeah it's a huge expansion But before we get to that, let's uh, hop on over and just quickly talk about some gaming news, because there's some big stuff going on. Yeah. All right, so super duper quick. For Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition, for the RPG, Cult of the Blood Gods, a new upcoming sourcebook by Onyx Path, is currently on Kickstarter. We'll put a link to the show notes so people can check it out. Uh, and of course, if you're listening to this episode later, there will be a backer kit going on for Cults of the Blood Gods later on. A very exciting book. Uh, they actually had a manuscript available for you to read at, uh, at PAX Unplugged. So we know everything's written, everything's looking good, a lot of interesting stuff about the Hakata. Uh, really cool um, stuff with uh, different lore sheets that they're introducing for like bloodlines and that kind of thing. Yeah. For uh, you know ways to expand characters, really very exciting. What would you think of it, Crystal?
1: I am very excited about this um, this whole project and um, just getting to hear the different. Um, viewpoints that went back into this when writing it from all the different um writers on the project um has been i'm not on the project but it's still been a trip for me and i'm super excited to go along with those writers um with this because uh yeah it's it's going to be a great project
0: yeah definitely looks awesome and in addition to that For Vampire the Massacre 5th Edition, there's also the Fall of London, which is currently up for pre-order through uh, Modiphius. So uh, right now you can go on their website, you can pre-order the book, and you can also get the uh, PDF for free with that, which they send you immediately. Uh, We've already got PDF copies uh, floating around amongst the hosts, and things looking pretty positive with it. Um, A lot of cool chronicle options, different story ideas and ways to explore London, a lot of setting material, and uh, just a very exciting expansion for Vampire 5th Edition. Definitely some good stuff.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to to look through that one over my break.
0: Yeah. For other news, uh, Onyx Path has some really big announcements at uh, PAX Unplugged, including Exalted Essence, which is going to be a new kind of like fast play version of Exalted Third Edition uh, for people that uh, don't want to deal with such a cumbersome rulebook and really want to just uh, get down to fast character creation and that sort of thing. Uh, we're actually going to have an upcoming episode with uh, Neil and Monica on that, so you can get all the details pretty soon in a couple weeks' time. Another big thing, of course, is uh, recently Onyx Path has been putting out phone PDFs. Uh, Crystal, I know you've gotten uh, at least one of these. Uh, what do you think about them?
1: I love them. I really wish, or I, I really can't wait until there's a lot more PDFs out. It's really great for if you are, like. Let's say you're playing in a game and you need to look something up really quick. You can just pull it up on your phone and not have to resize anything. Um, so it's, it's really, really a fantastic addition to the PDFs that are available through drive through.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, just having the hyperlinks like that, very easily skipping around between pages in the book. It's, it's gotta be awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Really very convenient. Uh, I can tell you that uh, for the previous mummy, the cursed uh, uh, episode that we were doing i was reading most of that on my phone it was just like unformatted pdfs and it was oof it was rough oh, it was really rough, rough. <laughs> yeah so i'm very excited for these uh these phone pdfs i hope we see some for chronicles of darkness uh, right now of course we have uh pugmire is the big one which you actually get for free and you know what let's put a link to that in the show notes too a free phone pdf yeah. of a very popular onyx path game and uh also scion right
1: yep scion is on there as well and it looks just as awesome
0: yeah great stuff cool and in addition to that uh just to bring it up darker days is going to have a couple of upcoming episodes we of course have this uh gen sorry i almost said gen con this uh pax unplugged (laughs) kickoff right here or debrief um but kickoff for the future episodes uh one week after this we'll have a second dark hammer episode coming out with uh chris of course and then we're going to go back to pax unplugged with the interviews with neil and Monica, an uh, interview with Chaz from the Story Told podcast, and then hopefully an Andy web episode if I can figure out how to fix the audio. So uh, definitely some great stuff coming up uh, right here in the uh, the old holiday season. So with that, let's move on over to the topic of the episode, PAX Unplugged. Whoosh. All right, Crystal, so PAX Unplugged. I'm a huge fan. But I'm also a little biased because, uh, you know, I work there. I work for uh, Penny Arcade as an enforcer. Uh, so I was wondering, how did you feel about PAX Unplugged? You've been there before, but this is uh, your second time, I believe. What was your, your vibe at the convention this year?
1: The first thing that I noticed that the the convention hall itself is huge. It is much bigger mm. than last year. And that um, is really exciting for me as a professional because that means a lot of my friends are going to be there that weren't there last year (laughs) yeah yeah um but also the fact that um they're bringing more and more new games to packs and um, introducing new players to different types of games different types of genres and helping to grow the the gaming community
0: Uh, It was a huge expansion of the uh, Expo Hall this year. It almost doubled in size because a lot of that used to be the previous, um, it was actually the main theater. They just put up like a giant air wall separating things and had the uh, the main theater up there. So they moved that, tabletop expanded all the way down, and then there was just a giant growth of the uh, Expo Hall for like dealers for companies, and uh, of course a a great spot for uh, Onyx Path who had a really interesting tactic this year, uh, which I'd love for you to talk about a little bit, Crystal.
1: Yeah, so Onyx Path um, didn't actually have books for sale in their booth this year. Um, We actually kept everything at Studio Two and we were right across the aisle from them. So our booth was for meeting fans, being able to have space to have gaming tables. We did have manuscript previews out as well as previews of books that we were selling at the convention. But it was more of a space for us to be able to be a little bit more connected with um, new players for our games. People who've been playing our games and wanted to meet us and podcasters coming up and everything like that and doing interviews at the, the booth.
0: Yeah, really awesome. Um, so as another kind of sales pitch for the convention, Crystal, before we talk about our games and all the gaming going on, why don't we talk about the food a little bit? Because uh, oh, it's awesome, isn't it?
1: I may have had a shopping list of places I wanted to eat at. When a shopping I went list. Oh,
0: oh, my gosh. Were they all new places or were some of them repeats?
1: Uh, some of them were repeats. And then some of them were um, uh, just hey, I haven't gone to this area yet to wander around. Um, let's go see what's over there. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the location of the convention center is perfect because it's right next to Chinatown and there's the Reading Terminal and then there's a whole like huge shopping district filled with a whole bunch of different food and bars and breweries and um, cafes and everything like that
0: yeah it's really great uh i discovered a new place this year called destination dogs and crystal it was it was incredible it was so good they had this one hot dog called the new mexico dog it was a hot dog on the stick which they deep fried and then put a corn tortilla around and then boom put a little bit of cheese on there a little bit of sour cream oh so good so, so terrible it was like for a you corn dog so good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, yeah, I guess the corn tortilla. Yeah, it it's its own it, unique thing. It,
1: it's it's a unique corn dog. I yes, I'm digging yeah. it.
0: <laughs> yeah. They also have a lot of other things. They uh they had like a French sort of hot dog with um with like a duck sausage. I had that.
1: Oh, yeah, a lot of
0: really good things. Yeah, they had international dogs, local dogs. They had a Boston dog with baked beans on it that looked terrible. Um, but everything else <laughs> on the menu was incredible. Yeah. Oh, whew, such good, food, such good food. Yeah. Do you have any, any food highlights you want to share? Maybe just, did you find anything good at Reading Terminal? That's a, that's a yes. big place right there.
1: Yeah, there is, Um, it's called Beck's Cajun Cafe. And yes, go to Philadelphia to go have Cajun. Does not make sense. But as someone, I love New Orleans and this food. It tastes exactly like it was made. In New Orleans, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, they had, um, they have alligator and Dooley sausage, and they Ooh. have po'boy, and, Ooh. um, they have homemade cornbread, um, they have king cake, they have beignets, and they have, um, their, um, uh, French quarter coffee down there, and so I always. Try to stop there at least once. I think this time I went twice. Nice. So, but yeah, it it's one of my favorite places to go in in the running terminal.
0: Oh yeah, it's so good. Oh, anyway, let's get back to gaming. <laughs> let's let's uh let's let's stop to you know making the listeners uh you know hungry for lunch. Um yeah, so let's talk about our respective games. Uh, I'm actually. Yeah. Start this off crystal real fast to just yeah, talk about ahead. what I was doing. I was an enforcer over in the uh, RPG department, you know, working mostly in the mornings and afternoons. But then at night, I donned my t shirt and ran some Vampire the Masquerade fifth edition, working with Gehenna Gaming, as uh, we mentioned a couple episodes back. And uh, it was a real blast. Gehenna Gaming really just had their stuff together they were really great about you know getting players to their games um they actually they had an extra table we we as the enforcers gave them an extra table and then they used it because there was such crazy high demand uh for vampire games they were the first thing to fill up in the morning with signups a lot of people were looking for the games throughout the day and yeah they they were really great at accommodating uh they actually started they only had originally five players per table but they expanded to six just to get as many people in to uh try out the game Uh, as possible because there were so many people that were brand new to vampire you know they're just being introduced by uh, li by night or seattle by night and uh yeah the excitement was there and uh it was really great but beyond what i was doing uh crystal i really have to thank you because there were so many people as i mentioned looking for vampire but kahana gaming signups were already filled up but luckily You were there to save the day because I could say, you know, (laughs) if you go up to the Onyx Path booth or over into their little demo table right next door, they are running some vampire games themselves, uh, advertising uh, Chicago by Night.
1: Yep. I ran several Chicago by Night for players that were trying to get into your games and just couldn't. And I may be very lucky because the players you sent me all were amazing. Um, And I absolutely loved running games for them.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Can you give us a quick primer on kind of what your uh, Chicago by night uh, game was just because I'm curious. I never actually heard about it.
1: So the Chicago by night um, scenario that I ran was just a little quick introductory scenario. It's only about two hours long. So you weren't sitting at a table for a super long time playing a game. Um, And it introduced you to the main plot line that's throughout Chicago by night, dealing with the Lysambra. and, brings characters to be able to tie into one of the main characters that I wrote, um, who is Sierra Van Buris. She is the kind of the liaison from the La Sombra. Oh,
0: neat, neat. Yeah, so were a lot of the players new to uh, Vampire? Were they kind of familiar with the lore and kind of the excitement about uh, what's been going on with Clan La
1: I actually had a mix. I've had, I had about 50-50 mm. players that were new to V5 um, and Vampire in general and then i also had about half of my players who were either interested in learning about um v5 and had played like the old systems um and, but didn't quite know how to figure out the conversions to v5 um and then i did have one player who sh- she was amazing um but she's also like a professional larper she was doing the um uh the jackalope larp uh uh, the night in question so she was part of that um
0: wait did i did i meet that gal did she have like I, yes did she, she had vampire fangs. teeth
1: yes she did she, oh she my was gosh. amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah what a what a cool person yeah just to fill in the details yeah i was just talking to this girl and i was like wow your fangs are like really impressive and she's like yeah they're permanent
1: yep yeah they are Whoa. they are permanent
0: <laughs> holy smokes um yeah i think her name was uh rachel maybe yeah i'll have to see if i can find her i think it is rachel it like cool yeah
1: uh she's friends with a friend of mine Jax, um who wrote the safety mechanics for um v5 actually
0: oh oh righteous awesome yeah so that's really good and uh i know one interesting thing is that onyx path you know of course you know They really like V5, they're really supporting it, but they have a lot of their other games that, uh, you know, they're pushing. A lot of them are very familiar to people that are uh, fans of, like, White Wolf games from back in the day, like uh, Trinity, Scion, and the like. Um, Did you feel that uh, there was, like, a good balance of people looking at those games? Were you able to also, you know, inform people checking out V five at your table about like the other Onyx Path stuff.
1: Yeah. So I I was actually running or supposed to be running two different demos, which is Chicago by Night and Monarchies of Mao. Um, because mm-hmm. um, Eddie Webb was running Pugmire. So I was gonna piggyback and do Monarchies. I didn't run any monarchies at this show, but I have I do I have run it a lot at other shows. Um and this one just this game or this uh, show was just chicago by night because everyone was just looking for v5 which is awesome um but there were a lot of people who were interested in things like scion and um uh the other one was legend Lore, which is coming up for Mm. um onyx path where you play yourself in a dungeons and dragons setting
0: yeah, yeah. I was talking to Matt McElroy about that a little bit. Uh, it seems really interesting because it's a, it's a great place for new, new role players to start. It's really easy for them to just slip right into the, uh, the world because you're playing as yourself. You get to explore and kind of figure things out uh, as the character themselves. So I think that, that's a great thing. But it also has the setting uh, has a lot of depth to it uh, for, for like, more experienced role players as well, which uh, is definitely a, a great boon to it. Gives it a, a lot more uh, staying power.
1: Yeah, and um one of the cool things about legend lore is that you can start off playing yourself and then due to how the world works and stuff like that, you grow into a different person because you experience new things, you learn new things and everything like that and the world helps to um expand you and you know, now eventually you're not just playing yourself. You're playing what was yourself, but now Is different. It's a really, it's a really, really cool concept of a game.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Crystal, did you have any time to play any other games or anything like that at uh, uh, Packs and (laughs) Plugs?
1: Unfortunately, no. But I did get to watch others run um, other Onyx Path developers run their Mm -hmm. games, which is always a really cool study in um, for as a game developer. Um, because you get to see how they see the rules and how it translated to the page, and then how, like I would interpret the rules.
0: Awesome! Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Uh, I did get to play one other RPG that weekend, Ooh, and it was it was Lasers and Feelings.
1: Oh, I have not heard that one. No.
0: Oh my gosh! I'm Crystal.
1: Very curious about this.
0: Ooh. Okay. It's a one-page RPG, okay. You have Ooh, two I love stats. Those. You have two stats: lasers and feelings. <laughs> All right. If you have high lasers, you have low feelings. And that's basically how it works. So basically, you're okay. either good at one or the other. It's a basically Star Trek kind of game. You are on a spaceship, and you could be like a uh, you could be a sexy android, or you could be a uh, uh, a genius engineer, or you could be the uh the suave captain that sort of thing um and then you just have like randomized uh adventure hooks from there and uh it's very simple game uh really easy but uh, a couple of enforcers wanted to play afterwards and uh yeah i was able to hop on board
1: yeah it was awesome
0: it's a it's a very fun little system and uh just great to explore
1: that's that's very cool i i love uh what game company was doing that
0: uh i have no idea it's it was published oh. a long time ago it's been out for a while oh okay and, uh, i think it's actually free online i can look it up and uh send you the uh company or writer later
1: oh cool that'd be awesome
0: yeah so crystal what other cool like non-onyx path stuff did you see at the show anything really stand out to you
1: yes alien rpg
0: oh yeah yeah a lot oh, of people were talking about that
1: it is so beautiful. If you didn't get a chance to look at it, I feel so bad for you.
0: I I didn't oh. I didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am very Bummer. sorry. It is the art in there is just amazing. Um and the layout of the book in general looks to be very very easy to mm. to follow for especially for new players.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the game mechanics themselves are something very interesting. Uh, it really turns a bunch of things on their head. With uh, it being the alien that usually levels up between adventures, not not the characters, because how many of them really survive, right?
1: Oh, um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> and uh, the other cool thing is the um, they have uh, mechanics for the androids who can basically stay hidden for the, they could stay hidden the entire session if they want, or they could reveal themselves as androids and get certain bonuses um which is also kind of cool you know having the option of you know revealing yourself dealing with the consequences maybe being a traitor maybe not and uh just kind of working with things from there pretty cool
1: that's awesome yeah i didn't get a chance to to dive deep into it because i was just kind of breezing through um trying to to look as as much stuff on my breaks as possible
0: Yeah, yeah, there and there was a lot there. Uh, so many game companies this year. Yeah, um, a real big expansion from from previous years, and just a lot of really exciting stuff. Yeah, Yes. Yeah.
1: Mike, I actually have a question. Okay. So you have been talking about how you are an enforcer. This yes. is the only show that I've seen that has enforcers walking around, or at least by that title. What is it exactly that you do?
0: Oh, okay. So uh, enforcers for PAX are basically the uh, the show staff. We're like volunteers, uh, you know, similar to the, the you know occasional ones you might see at uh, Gen Con or at Origins. Um, but there tends to be, there's a lot more of us, and uh, we're running things, kind of to keeping an eye on things uh, at the show, and just giving a lot of directions, basically, you know, in case people uh, are trying to find a specific activity, that sort of thing. Typically for PAX, I usually work in the satellite theaters, so... We help manage the soundboards and getting people in and out of the rooms for uh, the different like panels and other informational talks at the shows. But at PAX Unplugged, I work in the RPG department where we handle signups for all the different free play rooms we have and also help out some of the companies like we're helping out Gehenna Gaming, Chaosium, Magpie, uh, etc. Uh, Make sure that they can get players for the games and you know, also just like making sure there's no trouble and that sort of thing.
1: Okay, cool. Yep. I was not sure exactly what an enforcer was so
0: yeah we're just just show staff yeah uh we just stand out a lot more than say the ones at gen con because we have at packs unplugged big purple shirts that say enforcer on the back and gen con they usually just uh the show staff usually have like they're either pretty incognito or they have like uh high-vis vests basically so you know to go to them in case there's an issue
1: yeah okay cool
0: just to kind of wrap things up, uh, any like cool projects coming up? Did you do any uh, good schmoozing at, uh, at PAX Unplugged and maybe come up with some new work that uh, could be cool in the future that, that you can talk about, of course? I know there's a lot of uh, <laughs> paperwork needs to be signed and that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, paperwork is always fun. Um, no, actually, one of the coolest things was that um, Never Going Home um, was at PAX for the first day. It sold out completely on Friday, so this is now Whoa. the second convention that Never Going Home is sold out at. Awesome. Um, and the they just announced this week that the Never Going Home campaign dossier is going to be dropping on January 14th, and I'm writing on that with a group of pretty awesome people um, on the Russian Revolution.
0: Oof. oh, that's a bleak yeah. time right there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, and yeah. uh, the the announcement banner may or may not have one of the main characters that I am actually currently, after I finish recording this, going to be writing up. So, the the banner is is pretty awesome, and the art is always the the artist that they have for Never Going Home is is one guy, and he just is an amazing artist. Nice, yeah,
0: yeah. It, re- it looks great. It's a really impressive looking game, and also the game mechanics themselves are are outstanding so uh yeah definitely very excited to see more stuff coming out for never going home
1: yes i am i am excited to be able to bring that stuff to people (laughs) so and then the next thing is going to be um hopefully an official announcement soon um but i can talk about it i'm not under nda for it um i will be doing a setting right up for black Floyd, um which you guys have reviewed on here
0: yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that that setting and system are definitely uh, a lot of interest in it right now. A lot of people are getting excited about it, so definitely cool that you're uh, going to be working on it.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. They um they actually have a Discord group too that I just um joined, and literally within like five minutes of me joining, like ten people welcomed me to the page. <laughs> oh, so, awesome. so they are a very welcoming community as well.
0: Good. That's awesome to hear.
1: So, but keep an eye on their Facebook page, um, for more information on my upcoming project with them. Nice. So, and then, um, just, uh, taking winter break to finish up a couple of small projects and then working on some community content and getting my, myself in gear for that. Um, cause I have like a bazillion ideas going through my head, um, and only so much time in the day to write them down.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's it's tough. It's tough. Actually, just before we hopped on this episode, I was frantically uh, typing up some stuff for uh, the secret frequency files uh, so that uh, we can get that out the door. Uh, Hopefully hopefully in the next week or something.
1: Nice. I love secret frequency files. So,
0: yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Expect some more community content from uh, Darker Days hosts and uh, yeah, a lot of really exciting stuff uh, coming down the pike. So, Crystal, I think that's it. Uh, is there anything else you want to discuss about Packs Unplugged or, you know, gaming life?
1: Um, not. I mean, other than I got to go dice shopping for the first time in like five years at a show, <laughs> oh, randomly. Right. But I mean, that's about it. Like, everything else has just been going along pretty well, finishing up projects and stuff like that. So,
0: all right, great to hear. All right. So this has been an episode of darker days radio. You can check us out uh, at darker days.org. Send us an email over at darkerdaysradio@gmail.com. radio at gmail.com. We have a Twitter, which is at Darker days, radio Facebook is facebook.com slash days radio. And we've got a host of other social media presences uh, from Instagram, Tumblr on tabletop, YouTube, Twitch, and of course, a pretty cool discord, which we'll have a link to in the show notes. Crystal again, Thank you so much for, uh, you know, coming to PAX Unplugged, coming on the show, having a great time, and also making the show great for all the attendees as well.
1: Oh, well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to to talk about it um, and sending me all of the really awesome players that you guys couldn't (laughs) fit on your tables.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 it was definitely a great time. Cool. And uh, yeah, that's it for this episode. And to all the listeners out there, take it easy. Have a good night. This has been an episode of Darker Days Radio. Special thanks to Occam's Laser for the intro, outro, and new bumper music from their hit album, Nine Circles. Check out the rest of their work at occamslaser.bandcamp.com.